Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Welcome to Face Connecticut, an in-depth look at today's issues. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Face Connecticut on WTIC News Talk 1080, 96.5 TIC-FM and Light 100.5 WRCH. Aaron Kupek with you this Sunday morning and we are pleased to be joined by the Commissioner of the Connecticut Department of Children and Families, Vanessa Durantes. Good morning to you, Commissioner. Good morning, Aaron. How are you? I am well, and yourself? Great, great. I, you know, as we were preparing to come on this morning, I was thinking about um, every day just feeling like one big blur. But, um, you know, Connecticut's resilient, and we'll get through this. We're one day closer to the end of all this. And with that in mind, you are here to talk about TalkItOutCT.com, a resource for parents and caretakers to help manage stress and other issues associated with caring for children during the COVID-19 crisis. We will get to that in a moment, but first, tell us how DCF, its families, and its workers are doing in the pandemic. I know some operations have gone online, but some of your work has to be done in person, I gather. Aaron, thank you so much for asking about my staff. Um, There are 3,200 staff members that work for the Department of Children and Families. We have 14 area offices and um, 24-7 operations in our call center and in our uh, children's psychiatric facilities. And so for those 24-7 staff, um, they still are coming and physically reporting to work. We have about 85% of our staff who are teleworking, um, but we also recognize that the, the responsibility of child protection is not one that stops. And so we still take very seriously our um, responsibility to ensure children's safety and still respond in person when we need to. So we've secured adequate personal protection equipment for our staff, and we recognize that you know while balancing the health and safety and support of our staff members, we still have mission-critical work that must go on. Give us an idea of some of the work that can be done virtually versus things that have to be done in person. Yeah, you know, one of the things that we have started to learn in our leadership discussions is that there are things that we have adapted to during this time of um, responsiveness to the pandemic restrictions that maybe will enhance our pro- our department uh, differently on the other on the other end of this. And you know, the question of what can we do virtually is one of those that we are starting to answer more and more each day. We're finding that many of our clients appreciate the check-ins that our workers have been able to do over. Um, various platforms uh, by which that we they can still make connections either you know on on telephone or through virtual connections by the different platforms that are available to them and we're finding that we're getting positive feedback from families that we're involved with as well as workers you know I, I this week it was interesting I started hearing from many members of my leadership that you know workers are ready to get back out for the most part, um, and really have better connections uh, in, in person, but they're they're still connecting with their provider community and with our families that we serve, but just in a different way. Now, tell us about TalkItOutCT.com. This is a resource for 
all families, not just those linked to DCF. Right, right. And, you know, what we recognize, families are families. The strength of uh, communities rests in how how families are resilient. And when we think about the care and support of children, it's important to make sure that their parents or caregivers are supported. So this is very exciting that the state of Connecticut has partnered with the United Way of Connecticut and have launched a Talk It Out CT campaign, talkitoutct.com campaign to support families through the pandemic. Um, So parents and caregivers are under tremendous stress during this time. You know, all of us are trying to uh, learn how to operate in this new normal. We're into our second month of pandemic response. Children are not going to school and their days are disrupted. So now families have settled into a slightly different routine. And we recognize that you know, this difference has has prompted some crisis points for families. Stressors build up. You know, parents are working from home or at home with several children who are typically at school. They are now parent, provider, caregiver, housekeeper, referee, chef, you know, and it's just a lot to take on. So last Friday, we were really excited to launch um, this campaign that enables caregivers to call into a dedicated parent and caregiver line. And the the telephone number for that line is 1-833-258-5011. That's 1-833-258-5011. But more simply, you can just click on talkitoutct.com and it'll bring you right to this line. Give us an idea of some of the resources that this line can connect people with. So yeah, calling this line will allow parents to share their stressors with trained professionals. Erin, it's not a clinical intervention and by no means um, therapeutic, um, but it's intended to use this line to help families and help parents decompress. And so when they call this line, the mobile crisis call specialist will kind of first do a screening to see what type of needs they have. And uh, um, if they're in crisis, of course, the call center uh, uh, operators are trained to be able to kind of help with crisis situations, but this is generally to connect people to basic needs. Um, there's, if there's a potential or exposure to domestic violence, the callers can be connected to CT Safe Connect, which is the uh, Connecticut Coalition for Domestic Violence's care, uh, crisis line. They can be connected to other therapeutic needs, although the people who are manning the call center are clinicians from our community partner providers, um, but they can be connected for more formal clinical needs if necessary. Um, There's also an opportunity, and for the most part, to connect people for support and care. They can connect them for information and resources on basic needs like food, fuel, electricity, or additional supports and care that they may be needing during this transition. But most, but for the most part, talkitoutct.com is an opportunity for parents to just talk it out. And so the tagline that we've connected to this is when it builds up, talk it out. How was this hotline conceived? So we started to recognize that right in the beginning, we had to um, figure out ways to somehow put all the resources together that we had started to compile um, on what was available to the families that we serve. And we recognize that it, you know, that the families that we serve are experiencing social isolation and a reduction in the typical resources. And very quickly, we recognize that the families that we serve are really all families in Connecticut who are experiencing crisis 
just during this time. So we carved out a dedicated tab on our website and we also uh, lifted up a COVID-19 email box that our staff and external stakeholders, you know, anybody in the state could uh, write letters or write uh, questions to our mailbox. That dedicated COVID-19 site and mailbox has been visited by over 12,000 unique visitors. And so what we started to do was on our website, put um, different buckets or tabs of the most frequently asked questions and the resources that we had that were associated with them. And we recognize that as the governor extended the closure of schools through to May 20th, that this was a different experience for families who typically don't have their children um, at home, especially school-aged children, for this many consecutive days um, uninterrupted. Even in the summertime, most most families have an opportunity to plan for some sort of summer programming. So we knew quickly, because we are the agency responsible for the well-being, protection, and behavioral health needs of Connecticut's children, that we had to take care of their parents and caregivers in order for children at large to be okay. So that's where this decision to think about a warm line that we could um, execute to make sure that this could not um, not only help support the families that we were already involved with, but also any potential families we could be involved with and just families at, at large in Connecticut who need just a little bit more help. Our Deputy Commissioner Michael Williams said to us that we have resources available to us that we can read deploy and redistribute to make something like this possible. And then a few short weeks, we were able to go live with our partners at United Way 211. You make an interesting point about the kids being home. People might say it's like summer vacation, but it's really not because they are engaged in distance learning and mom and dad may very well be more busy this time of year than they would be in the summer. Does that add to some some stress at home maybe? That's right. And then we also know that the Connecticut Department of Labor is processing um, just a, what is it, 400,000 unemployment applications. So when you think about additional stressors of people losing their jobs and not being able to make ends meet, and you add that on top of the uncertainty that the public health issue of people becoming sick has, has had, it's just a tremendously different experience that none of us have uh Uh, anticipated and none of us can adequately really prepare for. But I've been super impressed with the steadiness of the Lamont administration and how they have guided us as state agencies to work with our state, state partners to really help shepherd the state through this. And, you know, our talkitoutct.com line is just one of the ways that uh, we try as a state government to help families survive during this unprecedented time. Give us an example of some issues that people might be facing at home where this hotline could help. So, you know, it was interesting. Before we went live, I wanted to make sure myself um, that parents could experience um, the actual support and to get some strategies with how uh, to handle what was happening in their homes. And uh, I, I called it. And I called it and actually talked about the experience that I'm having at my house. So I have um, older teens who were in their first year of college and uh, that got cut short, of course. So they came home and the scenario I presented to the call uh, center clinician that picked up was, uh, you know, I have older teens who have this have adopted the schedule of staying asleep until 2 
2 p.m. and staying awake until 2 a.m. And, you know, how do I break that cycle to make sure that when things do come back online, that they're ready to jump back into um, some sense of normalcy? And, you know, I got some really great tips. And I was honestly just calling to see if the line itself um, was ready and, and ready to for us to flip the switch. And I was surprised, I was surprised that I was able to get, you know, quite a few strategies myself, unable to, you know, uh, work it into my own family situation. So this truly is for everyone. And, you know, parents experience things differently when your children are babies or infants, but all the way up through older teens, you can have different parenting experiences. And the response to this pandemic has caused us all to really look at our capacity, but also our resilience. You are listening to Face Connecticut. We are talking to State DCF Commissioner Vanessa Dorantes. Commissioner, you used to be a, a frontline DCF worker. In, in your experience, uh, tell us what some other stressors there might be in homes during this this crisis. That's right. Um, I, Twenty-seven years, I was on. The front lines of DCF, from social worker to supervisor and all, all of the different levels in that uh, job class. And what I recognized is that um, families sometimes are in crisis, um, from untreated mental health issues to substance use to intimate partner violence or, you know, really just the inability to connect to basic needs. And so what I've learned through my role as a social worker and now leading this agency is that um, families are survivors. Parents know their children best and communities can strengthen families by the way that they continue to connect with families in a whole host of ways. One of the things that Child Protective Services and other um, fields of practice, particularly in human services, recognize is that, um, you know, Every family, uh, no matter what their socioeconomic status is, experiences life and parenting uh, differently. So we have to adapt our uh, resources and our help to the needs of all families. Some things that we recognize in Child Protective Services is, are, are that there are certain communities particularly communities of color that have disparity and disproportionality um, when it comes to outcomes for their kids uh, within their households. And what we're seeing through the COVID pandemic is no different than that. Social determinants of health, health disparities, achievement gaps in, in education will only be expounded throughout a pandemic when, when communities are in crisis. So we have to pay attention to not only um, disparate outcomes, but also disparate and different solutions for different communities. I saw this morning that there are um, different efforts to try to address food insecurity in um, underrepresented communities or trying to get mobile testing to those communities. So in the child protection world, we have to make sure that we know what's available through our community partner networks, but also that we can be a part of the helping system to help all communities survive not only a pandemic, but resume life post-COVID. One of the other initiatives your agency has been involved in is working with educators who are, are trying to, to learn things on the fly with distance learning, but also being able to identify issues at home from afar because they are 
mandated reporters. Can you talk a little more about that? Thank you. Yeah, we um, Commissioner Miguel Cardona and I um, spoke very early on on this pandemic about ways that our departments could continue to partner throughout this. So they, as they were feverishly standing up the food distribution sites at the schools across Connecticut, um, and, and handing out uh, laptops for distance learning. We also talked about ways that we could ensure that not only did uh, teachers and school personnel um, make sure that they knew that their mandated reporter expectations were still in effect throughout all of this, but that DCF was still here and could kind of help through some of the situations that they may face in a distance learning environment. And so um, we, we have um, online reporting that teachers can still call into, teachers can still submit reports to, and we also have our, of course, 24-7 uh, care line that they can call, and that's one 800 842 and that number is our, our DCF care line if there's a report of suspected child abuse or neglect. Um, and with working with educators and the State Board, State Department of Education, we recognize that partnerships are real um, pre-pandemic and post-pandemic, and we just want to strengthen those and our opportunities to uh, create the best safety net possible for kids. Um, the one thing I also wanted to share, Aaron, is that the caregiver line that we were, we've been talking about, talkitoutct.com, also has a Spanish language line, and that's the same telephone number at 1-833-258-5011. That's 1-833-258-5011, and that's English and Spanish uh, capacity. And that's uh, the talkitoutct.com line that we've established with the United Way of Connecticut. Now, as we talk, this has been operational for about a week or so. What has been the early response? So we know, and we've gotten um, over a thousand hits to that talkitoutct.com website. And today I'm so excited to be able to hear what the data has been like in terms of the call volume. We get our first updates today, and I'm so looking forward to finding out uh, how many people have actually called the line. But we have very good evidence based on the traction to the website that there is interest and there is need and that our gut and suspicion that parents would need some decompression or some to just talk it out when it builds up that, you know, this was the right time to launch it. So um, stay tuned to hear more of what the data will tell us. Can you talk in general terms about what sort of resources exist for families in crisis? Certainly this hotline is a good place to go, but it's really a partnership among state agencies and also among other organizations in Connecticut. Right. So from the food share that on the distribution sites that are across Connecticut that have been stood up to the child care sites that have been enhanced through the Office of Early Childhood to the other care lines and uh, care call crisis lines that Department of Mental Health and Addiction Services have stood up to, um, you know, mobile testing and the uh, how the P Department of Public Health is addressing the public health crisis. There are a myriad of needs that Connecticut citizens need. And so our job was to focus attention on parents and kids. So there are supports for distance learning. There are, um, you know, many uh, ways to be able to make sure that kids and families have the food that they need during this time. There's um, opportunities to see what economic assistance um, that families have 
have that, you know, may be struggling with budgeting during this time or resource stretching during the time that they unexpectedly had uh, more expenses with being at home through electricity and heat. You know, luckily it's getting warmer out. Um, but there's a, a myriad of things, and that why that's why it was important for us to connect with a service like Two One One because they have their finger on the pulse of Connecticut need and they have a full repository of what all those needs are. And so when parents call here, they can be connected to not only um, a, a trained clinician who can kind of help them talk and decompress, but they can also find out what uh, what's available out there for them at the end of their fingertips. Now, if someone's listening to this and saying to themselves, well, you know, I'm stressed, but I'm not sure it rises to the level of, of making a call as a professional in this field, as a parent yourself, what advice do you have to, to people who, who might just be getting stressed by, you know, the kids constantly being at home, trying to work from home, maybe a spouse or partners mm-hmm. getting on someone's nerves as well? That's pra- absolutely right. You're right. Practically, what advice do you have? So, you know, I often realize that by the time we ask for help, usually it's past that breaking point. You know, usually it's while we're hanging over the cliff by the, by our fingertips. And, you know, it's re- it, it's a healthy, resilient factor within people to ask for help. And the fact that this talkitoutct.com line has been stood up um, gives us an opportunity to allow for people at various ranges of that kind of stress cup filling up uh, the opportunity to be able to to talk through whether they're minor stressors or they're big ones. And, you know, sometimes if we wait until our breaking point, that may be too late. And we really want to make sure that families have access to help and access to to means of, you know, just talking it out when it builds up. And this line is available Monday through Fridays, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. And on weekends, Saturday and Sunday, 1 p.m. to 8 p.m. So when it builds up, Talk it out, CT. We should note that this is separate from your Caroline. So just because someone calls this number doesn't mean that DCF is going to open a case file or anything like that. No, actually, the call center is staffed by our community partner clinicians. This is not a clinical intervention, and they are not connected to DCF. But everybody was stepping up, asking what they could do for to help. So our community provider uh, community stepped in and helped us partner with the United Way to have um, trained clinicians on the calls to be able to recognize and uh, recognize crisis, but also decompress families or, or parents who may call the line. But it's it's not connected to DCF in that way. And this caregiver engagement response is, is designed to support and assist parents. Um, and it can be used to help callers and help parents share their story. It's not a clinical intervention. Call specialists offer their support, their comfort, and their hope. They also offer parenting strategies that will help people get through this. For your staff, what are they doing to make sure they are in a good place? Because I'm guessing with dealing with child welfare issues day in and day out, that might create some some mental baggage of its own that they don't want to bring home to their families. Oh, I love that you've asked that question, Aaron, because um, like we were just chatting that, you know, this experience of this pandemic, one that none of us have ever experienced in our lifetimes before and hopefully never will again, um, has hit our staff um, 
just as it has every sector of society. So I've had staff members who lost family members. I have had staff members who have lost multiple family members um, within a week. Um, I've had staff members who have tested positive and had to take care of their own physical health. I've had uh, staff members who have had to take care of uh, their elderly parents or elderly family members. I have, you know, staff members who are parents. And when we launched our TalkItOutCT.com parenting support line, we said to our staff, if you all are parents, feel free to use this because as we said before, this line is for all parents in Connecticut who feel the need to decompress. We've offered additional assistance through our employee assistance program for our staff. And we have um, a department psychologist who has been um, tremendously helpful in talking with different members of our staff and connecting them to resources that um, will help keep them connected through all of this. But this has had its toll on all of us as it has the general population. And I appreciate your asking about the, the uh, stability of my staff as well. It is talkitoutct.com or 1-833-258-5011. Talkitoutct.com, a resource for all families in Connecticut. I just wanted to remind everyone that the call, the line has both Spanish and English capabilities. She is State Department of Children and Families Commissioner Vanessa Durantes. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Aaron, thank you so much. Be safe and thank you to all your listeners. When it builds up, talk it out. Thanks for listening to Face Connecticut. I'm Aaron Kupek. Enjoy the balance of your weekend. Face Connecticut is a production of the News and Public Affairs Department of WTIC Radio. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.